Hello, and welcome to Sweet Gravy. I'm Carmen. I'm Kirk. <laughs> and welcome to the Pied Piper Podcast. <laughs> you can't say that. Why not? Because you can't. So, how are things going? Good. That's good. You had your first day off yesterday? Oh, uh, first day off in 20... Sorry, 62? 62? Mm-hmm. 62 days. I think that's a record for me, working 62 days straight, and I don't really plan on breaking it, that record. Yeah, I mean, I feel, well, because of the pandemic, your schedule kind of got switched around. That's really the only reason that you had to work so many days in a row. Yes. But um, if you were to get a second job again, you just have to do the scheduling so that you at least have one day off a week. Mm-hmm. You're not going so hard. You get burned out when you work that many days in a row. Yeah, you do. And then you you start to get angry. Everything makes you angry. No. Yeah. You come in and it's too hot and you're like, damn, fuck. The fucking temperature too fucking hot. This is fucking ridiculous. No. That's how you get after so many days. If you would have got to day 100, you would have just came in the house and just start punching me. No, you're crazy. <laughs> but... Because it was so hot, we now have an air conditioner. Yeah, we uh, ordered a portable air conditioner, a really nice one, and it's a big difference for sure. Turn it on. Ten minutes later? I don't even think it's ten minutes. It's like two seconds later. It was a cool in here. Yeah. It's crazy because people sit in the house with no air conditioning. They're hot. They're sweaty, but they got on brand new pairs of Jordans. The whole house got on brand new pairs of Jordans. You guys could have just took that money, bought an air conditioner, been way more comfortable. So, I'm excited about that. Really excited. But, let's get into a few you things. You don't think style is comfort? I do. Well, I mean, they're trying to be stylish. They're probably Yeah, but buying a pair of Jordans is not going to keep your ass from sweating when it's hot. <sighs> That's the difference. A lot of people don't you sweat, have fucking sweat, sweaty, have sweaty ass. You do. No. Girls with decent-sized titties, they don't have sweat. Sweat where? Under their tits. No. You sweat under your arms, Ooh. your ass sweating. Boys, they ball sweat. They do? Mm-hmm. Who don't told you yours? That? No. Yes, they do. I never had no ball sweat ever. Soggy balls. Ooh. If it get too hot, everything sweats. That's just how it works. And it sucks. But we're going to get into a few things today. Um, me and Kirk been talking about this. It's obviously everywhere right now. Let's talk about all this black stuff going on. It's Black Lives Matter shit and the whole thing you were telling me today about they're trying to get rid of uh, Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben. Mm-hmm. And Miss Buttersworth? That's ridiculous. Why? That's absolutely fucking ridiculous. Why? Because that's not where you need to start. That's not where the start needs needs to happen. Why y'all worried about the fucking people on the rice and the, and the syrup? Mm-hmm. Like, start somewhere else. I understand, like, I get it. I think right now everybody's just hypersensitive, and I just don't think that these things are helping the black community at all. It's not getting anything done. If I go in and Aunt Jemima not own that motherfucking bottle, I'm not buying that syrup. That's true. We do have a bottle right here, don't we? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And that shit is flame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I prefer a true maple syrup myself. But... Yeah, I know. Kirk's a little bougie, so he liked the regular maple syrup. But once you get used to 
eating um, the Aunt Jemima shit. Sure. Once you get used to that, the regular maple syrup don't taste the same. Right. It tastes weird. It's not quite sweet enough. It's got too much flavor. Mm-hmm. It's just way too much. But yeah, I think that all that shit is stupid. Um, leave Uncle Ben the fuck alone. Nobody give a fuck about Uncle Ben. He's been making rice for years. He ain't making no rice. He's been dead for years. What? But like I was telling you, with uh, Aunt Jemima, her family was upset about it because uh, pe- some people might look at it as negative, but... Her family said that she lived a better life because she was the the face of the syrup. Mm-hmm. So that was a positive thing for her and her family. I mean, people are looking at it negative because she got a, what, a little scarf on her head. She looked a little slaved out. But that's what I look like right now! <laughs> I had a scarf on my head. I'm, I'm rocking the Aunt Jemima. Mm-hmm. You know how many times people have called me Aunt Jemima because I wear this scarf on my head? Yeah. A lot of fucking times. I was at work and a, a co-worker of mine saw you and he said, Oh, I I saw your girlfriend. She was walking down the street. She had the, the Aunt Jemima thing going on on her head. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that was her. It comes off as kind of rude, but... Um, I don't know. I've heard it for so long. I don't get mm-hmm. offended by it. It's, it's just funny. one of those things that it, it's people like to compare things to other things that are comparable. Mm-hmm. And that's the only reference. That's they a have. recognized, recognized symbol. Mm-hmm. You know. So there they go. Yeah, I mean, Aunt Jemima ain't tie no bow like me. Nah, I can tie a bow better than you can. No, you can't. Yes, I can. My bows look perfect. You got a little thing poking out the top now. Sometimes you're on point, though. <laughs> what people don't realize is Kirk is one of those people who only ties his shoes and his boots one time. That's it. He tied them when he first get them, and then he never ties them again. Well, unless they come untied. But I tie them so good the first time that I shouldn't have to tie them again. <laughs> I guess. It's pretty cool. In fact, I had a, I had a boss man... And what I do with boots with the little with little tangs on it where you put the wrap the laces through and then you tie it. Mm-hmm. You just tie it, wrap the laces through it, tie it. And then when you're done, you just wedge it out with your finger. Mm-hmm. And you keep the loop there. And then you just crisscross it next time you put your shoe on. Mm-hmm. And this boss man, he was about 65 years old. He watched me crisscross these laces without retying the new knot. And he said he's been on construction sites for 40 years. And he never saw anybody tie their boots like that before. It's kind of like... And he said it was the smartest thing he's ever seen. It, yeah, but... I mean, I guess if it works, it's not that. Yeah. It's working smarter, not harder. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I wish I would have figured out how to get my basketball out that fucking net yesterday. So you went to the park. Yeah. To shoot some hoops. I worked out a little bit first. Mm-hmm. And then um, I was shooting around. And I shot the ball like 20 times. And on the 20th time, I actually made it. Yeah. And then the ball got stuck. It got stuck in the net? Yeah. And it just didn't drop down? No. Oh. I'm too short to get it. So you just left without the ball? Well, I didn't have any other options. I was looking for some poles. I grabbed a water bottle that was sitting in the grass. It was somebody's water bottle. Mm-hmm. And I grabbed it and I tried to get the ball. Mm-hmm. And I still wasn't tall enough. 
There was nobody else there? It was people walking past, but... It was like, How many people do you think saw you struggling with that ball? It was a bunch of children. I was in a playscape area. I wasn't at the basketball court. They have another basketball court all the way behind the playscape area. So I went to that one. Uh-huh. You went to the little kid park? Well, it's a regular basketball room. It's just behind the kid park. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because the other hoops were being used. Uh-huh. So I went to that one. And no fucking wonder. Like, what do you spell? What is that? For little kid balls or something? Yeah. Well, nobody fucking tell me. <laughs> it should be signs on the rim or something. I don't know. I just know that my ball is there and it's stuck. Well, it's not there anymore. Yeah. Somebody not. has your ball. I know. Brand new. Only bounced five times. I know. <sighs> Aired up perfectly. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. It's only like six ninety nine, seven ninety nine. I can get another one. Mm-hmm. If I was broke, I'd been pissed though. Right. <laughs> That's the only thing. Like when you when you got the money to just buy another basketball, you're like, ah, fuck it. Yeah. When you ain't got the money to buy one, I would have asked every single person that walked past, "Can you help me get my ball?" <laughs> Isn't that weird how things become disposable when you can afford them? You can afford a new one. Mm-hmm. It's a mental thing, right? Yeah. That's a mental block you have to get over. Um, I want to talk to you about your favorite person, Mac Dre. He, Since we were talking about all this black stuff, I figured we could throw Mac Dre in there, too. The Mac named Dre? Yeah. What about him? I don't like him. Okay. Yeah. What about I'm just... I'm confused that I never knew who he was, and then when I went to California, and... I well, said, he's a California I, rap artist. Yeah. And I didn't know that he was that He's popular. from Vallejo. And I said, Mac Dre fucking sucked. And they were like, don't you talk about <coughs> Mac Dre like that. They're ready to fight me in the kitchen over Mac Dre. Mm-hmm. Well, you were up in Monterey, up north to his neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. That's the wrong place to do it. True. But I'm sorry. I don't want to hear a bunch of white guys tell me don't talk about Mac Dre. Shut the fuck up. He mm-hmm. don't know who the fuck you are. Mm-hmm. He don't represent well, he's dead you. Now. He exactly. Don't he, he don't represent. You. He don't represent you at all. Mm-hmm. He's out here doing all this coon shit, and like we the ones who gotta fucking walk around and deal with that shit. Mac Dre is a representation of black people in the hood, and it's disgusting. Even though there is a lot of people like him. <laughs> <laughs> he, he has just, a whole. He has a whole group of people. A whole. No, I'm saying he, repre- he represents a large group of people yeah. who behave the same way. I've right. met a bunch of people who are just as No, if gross. you watch Trill TV, his little documentary that he made, he's got like 40 other guys that hang around him as rap people also. Mm-hmm. And he like tries to get them work and he does concerts with them. But they're all just like he is. Mm-hmm. All just doing shrooms and eating ecstasy all the time. Yeah, see, I never was, um, my neighborhood He's a rock star trapped in a hip-hop star's body, Carmen. <laughs> my neighborhood Sometimes didn't really participate. Sometimes you just wanted to get mushed out and see colors and stars and shit. No. My community He's never... He's Dre Van Halen. My community never did mushrooms. Like, that wasn't popular. Ecstasy, yeah. I'm sure Coke was floating around. Or maybe the harder drugs were there the whole time. And because I didn't participate participate in them I just didn't know they were there mm-hmm. you know what I mean like you don't know where unless you look it's crazy the things that you miss just by being a bystander but become obvious once they're pointed out yeah cause uh I had a friend named Shannon and she was doing coke for a while and 
when they did it, like at a party, they would go into a back room together. And everybody's partying and eating. So you don't notice that they slipped away for two minutes. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't noticeable until I found out later. Like, oh, they were in the back doing coke. I had no fucking clue because they didn't do it in front of me. They didn't offer me none. I didn't do coke, so. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It is pretty interesting. So, tell me your wildest drug story. No, I don't have any wild drug no stories. No wild drug stories? No, I don't have any. You never just picked up a, a crack pipe and smoked it? No, I don't even know where to find a crack pipe. <laughs> I wouldn't know how to find crack if I wanted to. No, I don't I can't that. even find weed, Carmen. I know. How do I do that? Well, you I'm, just, there, a, there's something on the internet you can just call. Yeah, you, you just call it now and they come right, right to your door. But they don't but, sell crack. No, no. <laughs> not that you know. Right. <laughs> I'm not privy. <laughs> it's so funny because it's, um, there's a smoke shop in my old neighborhood and they sell synthetic everything. They sell synthetic crack with, and they sold crack pipes and everything. They sold everything you fucking needed for your drug use. It wasn't just, like, weed stuff. It was, like, every fucking thing. Like, synthetic crack? That shit gonna kill you. Well, when we were in when we were in Detroit and we went to that, uh, that liquor store uh, in your old neighborhood, mm -hmm. I looked, I was looking at the stuff behind the counter and they had synthetic urine. You remember oh, yeah. that? Uh-huh. But it wasn't, like... Like drug test urine, it was like wet play, like sex yeah. urine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh like, yeah, I remember I that. Like, you what took the a, you fuck took is a, this? <laughs> and I had to take a picture of it. And all your friends are like, "What's he doing taking pictures of stuff?" And I was like, "I've never seen the synthetic urine before." Ooh, what do we? I, if it didn't cost so much, I would have bought the whole rag. <laughs> Who came into that store and said, you want to sell hey, this? Hey, you know what you need is some synthetic urine. What if the owner was like, yeah, man, we need to corner that urine market. Well, the owner is, is super, like, he takes any opportunity that comes his way. Like, he was going to um, put uh, one of my friend's shirts in his stores and have his shirts in his stores, and then he take a percentage off of it. Anything he can get a percentage off of it. He feel like a liquor store is the place where you can pretty much throw anything. Like synthetic urine? Yeah. Let's throw yeah. that behind the counter. We got that. It's a liquor store. People come there for everything. Mm -hmm. So it's just a one-stop shop to get your synthetic urine, cigarettes, and alcohol. <laughs> yeah. And you can get a bag of chips and candy for the chilies. Sure. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. That makes me laugh a lot. I forgot all about that story. <laughs> so... Uh, I wanted to get into um, this whole conversation that we had. Why do you think that it's okay for men to jog outside without a shirt on and women can't jog outside without a shirt on? I don't think that's fair. Well, a lot of men shouldn't jog outside without a shirt on either. No, but it's acceptable. Yeah. Versus a girl running down the street with... Her tits bouncing up and down. Well, it has to do with... What? The sexualized nature of breasts. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Women women want to be equal to men so much, but you, we are never going to be the same as men. We are not equal in a lot of areas. We can't run down the street with no shirt on. But you can. You can, but you'll get in trouble. Not everywhere. You go to New York, you can. You can't do it here? 
Who said? I'm sure the Have police... you looked into it? No. Well, look into it. You don't know that as a fact. When I was younger, I used to see, like, uh, at the park, women jogging with, like, sports bras on. I guess it's only, it's acceptable to wear a sports bra and jog at the park. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right. So I put on some basketball shorts, and I put on my sports bra, and I was walking around the neighborhood. And my friend said, you need to go put on a shirt or you're going to get raped. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? Well, I mean, at least they're looking out for you, right? What? <laughs> that shouldn't even be a conversation, though. No. That's not fair. No, it's not. But it is. I know. And that goes back to the whole sexism thing. Men and women are not technically, are not equal in a lot of areas. Women are expected to be a certain way. Women are not, uh, men are not. Women got to be a certain way as far as like, put on a dress, you got to close your legs. A man can wear a dress and he can sit just like this. Mm-hmm. It's every little tiny thing, like, like, uh, for example, who do you think should pay when you go out for dinner? Like, men are automatically expected to pay. Well, who is it? Who am I going to dinner with? You're going to dinner with a girl that you like. You're going on a date with a girl. Men are always expected to pay when they go on a date with a girl. Who said that? That's how it is. And if you don't, women be like... Hmm, if I can take the dinner. Well, if I if I like a girl, I think I would like to prove. I think it's a, I would like to prove that I can afford to take her out. But everybody don't think that way. Everybody don't think that way. Girls expect it though. That's the difference. Uh, but some girls are like, oh, maybe I'm gonna pay for this so that way, you know, he doesn't think that it's a date or we'll split the check. Go Dutch, as they say, mm-hmm. because they don't want to lead a dude on. Yeah, but that's different. What? I'm saying the typical girl that goes on a date with a guy are expecting him to pay because they feel like a man is a provider and he is supposed to pay. That's just how it goes. So what's the problem? Sometimes men don't pay on dates. No? It just goes all, all back to the equality thing. Women want to be equal, but then they go on a date and they expect a man to pay. How is that? That's not equal. You get what I'm saying? Sure. That's crazy. you have any crazy stories about um, maybe running out on a tab or going on a date with a girl and not paying? Or No. No? I don't think so. I typically pay. I mean, there's a, the girl in Santa Monica, but I paid my bill. I mean, she was shady, but... I was walking down the 3rd Street Promenade, and there's a a bar on the 3rd Street Promenade, and they sell, uh, during the night happy hour, they sell uh, two-for-one margaritas. The thing is, they give you both of them at the same time. Mm -hmm. And then they charge you the one. Well, this woman waves me through and she's like hey i've got an extra margarita you should drink it with me and i said okay that sounds great so i go over we start talking i didn't really like the way that the conversation was going after i'd ordered the second margarita mm-hmm. and uh drank it and 
we were going to get the bill, and she wanted me to pay for half of the first margarita. Well, she pretty much tried to play you. She right. picked you up off the street. Right. To help her pay for the right. margarita. For the first one. Yeah. And then I ordered the second one. That felt I felt fair with, you know, buying the second one. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't going to buy... Because in the end, she did have two, right? Mm-hmm. So she should at least... But she was like, oh, I didn't order the second one. And I was like, oh, yeah. But she, in the conversation, she was just getting really offensive. And I didn't like the way it was going. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I had enough of this. Yeah. And I this this bar, Cabo Cantina, it, it's a straight line. There's an out, There's the promenade. And then on the other side of the building is a street and there's a straight shot you can actually walk through the building and enter on either end so i said all right well i need to go use the restroom be right back start walking towards the back the restroom is during that uh, is in front of the alleyway entrance i see our waitress i hand her the 10 bucks for second margarita and a tip i said She's going to get the rest of them, and then I go out the back entrance. Mm-hmm. And that was it. That's pretty funny. Why? Because you just dipped out the back on her ass. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty funny. I had a couple stories. I know my first date. My first date ever was with this light-skinned kid that I don't remember where I met him. He's in a neighborhood or from school or maybe the activity center somewhere. And I was 14 or 15, and it was my first date to the movies. Uh, my mom took us there. And he came over to meet my dad, and he had been sucking on a blue lollipop, and he was light-skinned, so all of his lips and around his lips were blue. <laughs> so I was already fucking embarrassed from the start. Like, why the fuck did he come over here with blue lips and a blue tongue? And he looked crazy. Right. Then we went out to... Um, to the movie theater, because that's like the place where you go as a teen for a date. You sure. go to the movies. We go to the movie theater, and he didn't pay for my ticket. He, we stepped up, and then he paid for his ticket. And then he walked over, and then I had to pay for my ticket. But well, see, my my family not going to let me go somewhere and expect a young boy to pay my way. Like, yeah, I how had old my, was he? 15. Yeah. I, what? raised you how's, how's he how's Yo, a 15 year old supposed because to afford my that parents anyway? and his parents talked they knew we were going on a date so right. why your parents let you come over here with only enough money to buy your own ticket they probably already talked your parents gave you money yeah well my parents gave me money because they're not gonna let me be in a situation but this is my first date and that was my first introduction into like oh my god Shit. Well, it's yeah, not a guy. It's a fifteen-year-old kid. And then he didn't get. He didn't buy me no popcorn or nothing. I bought my own popcorn and slushy. And then he sit there and eat no popcorn. And you not sharing my popcorn? You didn't even share your popcorn. No, I'm not sharing my popcorn. You just came over my house with blue lips and embarrassed the shit out of me. Then you didn't pay for my ticket. He ate Since his candy before the movie. Probably. <laughs> he did. He did eat his candy before the movie. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking ridiculous. I also had a I had a situation once where and this this has nothing to do with uh uh man and woman, but I had a situation where I went to a Coney Island. Coney Island in Detroit is super popular. And when I got there, I was going in and I was about to order food to go. 
And there was a couple people sitting at the table who I went to middle school with. And I recognized like two or three people. It was a table of maybe like five or six kids. And I recognized them. And they're like, hey, Carmen, Carmen, blah, blah. And they're like, what you doing? Come sit down and eat with us. And I was like, I was going to order to go. But I sat down and I decided, okay, I'll have this meal with them. Whatever. Sitting there talking, catching up. Middle school friends. And at the end of the meal, they were already deciding, like, we're not paying this bill. Like, we're getting out of here. And I'm like, I'm at, mind you, I'm like 15 at the time. I'm already mm-hmm. working. So I'm like, I can pay for my food. I'm not fucking, like, I didn't right. come here to do this. I came here to order takeout. Right. Sat down. And so I heard them talking about it, but they wasn't really, like, letting me, like, I could hear it, overhear it at the table, like, about to get out of here, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then I think, like, two people got up to go to the bathroom, and then some walked out the door, and then the other two came from the bathroom and walked out the door. And then I'm sitting there. Still finishing my meal, because I started later than they did. And I'm like, I don't care. Don't care. Mm-hmm. And the lady comes to the table, and she's like, um, she gives me the bill with all this stuff on it. And I say, hey, I ordered um, a hot dog, and I ordered chili cheese fries. So uh, this is the amount for that. Here's the tip for my things. And she's like, No. You like where did everybody else go? You're not taking care of the bill. No, I'm not taking care of the bill. Mm-hmm. What would you like me to do? I didn't eat all that food. You saw I just got here and I ordered this, and they were fucking pissed off, and I wasn't able to go to that place anymore. That was it. That was the end. No, she called the police and I left. Mm-hmm. I never like the police didn't confront me or nothing because I left. But it was just like, what do you expect me to do? Mm-hmm. And I told the owner, I was like, I just sat down here with these people. They decided to run out. This is all I ate, so this is what I'm paying for. Right. And it was like, oh, my God. And then I talked to one of the guys later, and he said, bitch, why didn't you run out, too? <laughs> I was still eating. <laughs> you hadn't even gotten your food yet. They were already halfway through the meal, and you take forever to eat. <laughs> why do you say that? Because you do. You take forever. You know, the crazy thing is you take so long to eat, and you're very... Uh, you like your food to be the temperature that it's supposed to be served at. Mm-hmm. So you like cold stuff cold. Mm-hmm. You like hot stuff hot. Mm-hmm. But you take too long to eat. And then your hot stuff gets cold. And your cold stuff gets hot. And then you're like, oh, I can't eat this. <laughs> it's not the right temperature anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We were eating sometimes. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, one of... Was that our first real, real date when what? I met met your dad? Wasn't our first date. We had hung out and did some stuff in town and yeah, no, we went, we, stuff, but we went out before that. Yeah, but I'm saying that was like the first big like me meeting your dad for the first time and like all that stuff. And Kirk was not impressed with my table etiquette. No, no, they ordered burrata because you had wanted this burrata. Yeah. Well, they asked me what to pick out an appetizer. I mm-hmm. picked the burrata. You wanted the burrata. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you take a little piece of it and you get the the balsamic. <laughs> it was on a crack. It was on a crusty meat. All over, all over this cheese, and it's dripping everywhere, and you hoist it above your head. <laughs> drips of balsamic going in and around your face and then you like just dunk it in 
like you would like an Oreo inside some milk. Just like, but but the milk is your mouth. I feel like you're exaggerating this whole situation. Oh man! And then you look down, and your hand is just covered. Mm-hmm. And balsamic. No, you're making this sound worse than what you like, making. Oh my god! He was so embarrassed by me. <laughs> And we've got this pizza, which was nearly impossible to eat by hand, so we were all eating the pizza by knife and fork, That's except for one person at the table. Because I'm not about to sit there and eat my pizza with <laughs> knife and fork. That's crazy. Sometimes you got to eat pizza by knife and fork. And then we ordered the pizza, and I was like, well, we can get half and half, and Kirk is freaking out. We like, can't do that. We can't I was get like, half and half. I worked at a pizza place. Yes, the fuck we can. Oh, no. And then we got half and half. Did we? Yeah, we did. We got a piece of with each other. Mm-hmm. And then uh, your dad got one. Yeah. Food stuff like that freaks me out. Why? I just, uh, I'm a very anxious person when it comes to food. I know, you're so weird. Look, Kirk likes to just get in there and get out. I'm in there and I'm like, I need this, I need this like this, I need this like this, this like this. And Kirk's like... I'll just order it how it is. We're we're downtown, and we go to this place called The Works, and we get smoothies. Mm-hmm. This place also sells sandwiches. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that Carmen had motives to go back to this sandwich slash smoothie place after we had already been there. Yeah. The second time, same day. Mm-hmm. So we go shopping. This, you get this some sounds clothes. ridiculous, by the way. What? We go to the smoothie shop. Yeah. Because you're going to go to the bank. The smoothie shop is before the bank. So we decided, let's go pick up some smoothies. Right. I wanted to tell him, hey, I should. this is what I'll do next time. Hey, I want to grab a sandwich. Maybe we should go shopping first. But Kirk was thirsty, and he wanted that smoothie at that moment. Right. So we ordered the smoothies, and then you go over to the bank, and then we decide to go to this place and uh, do a little shopping. Right. And after shopping, it's like, okay, let's grab some breakfast slash, slash uh, lunch, right? right? So I'm like, let's go back to the works and grab a panini. And he had a nervous breakdown. I was freaking out. I was like, no, we can't go back there. We were already there already. We can't go back. We got to go anywhere else but there. Why? Because we were already in there. So what? (laughs) (laughs) You can't go back in there if you've already been there. You got to go somewhere else. Kirk, I'm cool with those ladies in there. Uh, Me and them talk. I'm like, hey, we'll be back. We're going to go shopping. She's like, we'll be here. Yeah. And you was like, we can't go back in there. We can't go back in there. Nah, it freaks me out. I can't do it. It makes me anxious. Why does that make you anxious? I don't know. Back when I had hair, I would only get my hair cut by one person once. And then I'd have to go to a whole new hair place. Oh my, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's absolutely atrocious. I get anxious. I got, I got, I'm nervous, man. You nervous for what? I to see the same people? It's yeah. Like, what you think, that they think you crazy or something? I don't want to go there too many times and then they memorize what I order. I hate that. I hate that. They know too much about me. <laughs> well, uh, Kirk is weird in a lot of ways when it comes to food. Like, we went to this pizza place and ordered food one day. And they gave him a... He ordered a calzone with toppings in the middle of it in the, for the filling. And they gave him a small pizza with the calzone toppings. And I'm like, hey, they didn't give you a calzone. They gave you a small pizza. 
And he refused to go tell them that they messed his order up. Because so it's the, essentially ordered, it's the same thing. Then why didn't you order a small pizza? Because I wanted a calzone. So he got But then a small once pizza. I got the pizza, I realized that that's really what I wanted. Yeah, right. What? You were just too weird to go back. And like, you have to understand that me and you are together. You don't have to go back. I want to smoke. I'm back up in that bitch so quick. You ain't even got to do nothing. You, all you got to do is sit there. I'll take care of it. <laughs> I don't know. But then you get then you get a waiter. We've been through this a lot. So uh, Yeah. Just, then we get a waiter, like we did at Champions is the place. What's the place called? In Detroit we went to? Oh, it was uh, Starters. Starters? Yeah. And Carmen orders the chicken tenders. Yeah. And and what, mac and cheese? Mm-hmm. Chicken tenders, mac and cheese. Like a little kid. Mm-hmm. And chicken tenders, super dry. Yeah. Super dry. Way overcooked, burnt. Looked like they'd been cooked She goes before. to the waiter man. And the waiter man, he's already complaining to the table next to us. He's like, oh, man, I've already worked here six hours, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I got to go. It's like, how long's the shift? You only work six hours? Get out of here. He's like, I got to go. I oh only work six hours. I already worked. I done worked six hours already. I worked six hours already. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then Carmen waves this man over says, hey. These tenders are unedible. But it took you so long to eat them, we already had the food for about 15 minutes. So what? They're still unedible? <laughs> Why didn't you tell them immediately? And, the, well, the guy said, he said, I don't understand. <laughs> he said, I don't understand. And I said, this shit is dry, overcooked, <laughs> it's unedible, you can't eat it. Send it back. Mm-hmm. And then he comes back. No, and then the lady says, well... That's how all of our tenders she said, are. That's how they all are. So. All of them are unedible? Yeah. Bitch, if you don't... See, this is why y'all suck. This is the reason why people don't fuck with y'all. She said, all of them are like that. So we'll take them off the menu for you. Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't have lunch because they couldn't get chicken tenders right. And this is what I, I tell you. And I'm sorry, I don't like to say this out loud, but it's true. At that starters, what did you see? All the staff. Black. Mm-hmm. You go into a business and it's all black people in there. Get the fuck out of there because you get burnt chicken tenders. No. That's the fuck you get. I'm trying to tell you. I'm not even being funny. The Popeyes here, everybody there black. They always get your biscuits. You don't get no honey. <laughs> and, and on top of that, they gave me rice and beans and it was half full. I don't know if somebody ate half and it was their lunch and they put it in the bag. What? I was like, this shit ridiculous. <laughs> it sucks, but. Well, first of all, if you're going to Maine to order Popeyes, I think you're in the wrong place to begin with. Yeah, yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, but Popeyes is Popeyes. It's the same recipe. Sure. It's the workers that where the issue comes in. Like it wasn't even at the food. The food wasn't bad. It was just the workers not putting the shit in the bags, and that's frustrating. So, um, I want to talk about uh, dating and sleeping with your coworker. What do you think about that? You think that it's a smart thing to, uh, what do they call it? Dip your pen and company ink? Dip your pen and company ink, they say. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it happens a lot. It just does. Because you, you work with that person. You spend a lot of time with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it the smartest thing? No, probably not. because It's typically most of the time bad, like 85% yeah. bad. Business is business, and it shouldn't be... 
mixed mixed in with your personal life but you know it happens and that's what people do that's why we're here together yeah but i mean it was a little different because me and you are, are both a little smarter and we're like kind of on the same page like i knew that you were private and you didn't want everybody to know your business and so when we were at work i used to ignore you yeah but you i was in the me. kitchen you it were was maintenance. super weird yeah, but I was ignoring you to not draw attention to the fact that me and you were doing whatever we were doing, and mm-hmm. I was trying to keep that like separate because it is awkward. I've seen uh, work relationships go bad a bunch of times because emotional stuff gets into it. Mm-hmm. So I've seen that happen a bunch of times. Like you can't, you can't do do anything to your girlfriend like you would do to other employees. You can't be like, oh well. Uh, you're acting crazy, go home early. Because you gotta come home, and then you don't get no sex after that. No? No. I've seen that happen, like, so bad. It's, I don't know, it just never works out well. Mm-hmm. It's just emotions and work just don't mix well together. No. No. That's crazy. But, I think that's it. Um, do you have any last words or quotes or anything that you want to leave anybody with? No, I don't have anything else. No, that's it? Yeah, that's good. Okay, well, I have a quote, which is one of my favorite quotes I like, and it is, loose lips sank ships, and it is an idiom that began during World War II. It means, beware of unguarded talk, and um, used in 2020, it means, just shut the fuck up. (laughs) And that's all. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Have a good day. If you have any comments or suggestions for the net for the next podcast, please send us an email at sweetgravypod at gmail.com.